In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When we listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sizmanowicz, joined as always with Kyle Trakowski. Kyle? Hello. Hello, Kyle. Hello. And hello to the first place in the NFC, Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah, baby. Home field advantage as it sits. And the only team we really have to worry about is still the Saints. Yep. And they still have the Kansas City Chiefs on their schedule. So really our only test left, I'm getting ahead of myself, is Mm -hmm. the Tennessee Titans. We're always getting ahead of ourselves Um, on the show. But, you know, we're not going to lose that game, but we can afford to because I think... KC is going to look good against New Orleans, especially if they don't have if they're trotting out Taysom again. And that's this week. The, I believe so. Yes, that's a. I didn't think of it until now either. That's a good double edge sword for us because no matter what, we'll feel good because if the Saints win, well, okay, I'll start off. If the Chiefs win, as expected, then yeah, okay, we, we can pr- afford to drop one. Yeah, we can afford to drop one, and it looks pretty good that we're going to get the one seed. But also, if the Saints win, Mahomes, which I guess we could have led Ooh. with this as well would go down a peg for the MVP race, which is obviously between him and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I and I think it maybe just exposes the Chiefs a little bit more as beatable, which, I mean, I already think they are beatable because like they lost to a very weird Raiders team earlier mm-hmm. this year. Um, so I, I think they're beatable as is. But yeah, I, I truly think that Rodgers should, have, should be the betting favorite. I'm not sure why he isn't. But, uh, yeah, it, I think it's it's his race to lose at this point. It was crazy to see how astronomical the odds were. I believe going into this week, Mahomes was like minus 400 for MVP and Rodgers was like plus 600. It was something like that. Yeah, that seems that seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, but either way, you know, the MVP, we'll, we'll talk about that in later weeks. You know, that shit's for the birds right now. Nothing mm-hmm. really matters mm-hmm. besides, you know, getting ready for the playoff push. But in this episode, we will obviously talk about the game. If you forgot, the Packers won 31 to 24 against the Detroit Lions. We are now, what are we? 10 and 3. 10 and 3. 10 and 3. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, there it is up there. Okay. 10 and 3, number one seed. We'll talk about the, uh, we'll have our pick six, break down the six plays that shaped the game, have a little breakdown of the offense and defense and the special teams as well, unfortunately. After that, <laughs> we'll talk about both Aaron's, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. A little bit, a little bit of news this week. Something Ooh. to look into. Probably reading too much into shit about I mean, their that's future why you with the Green Bay Packers. Podcast is because you like reading too much into shit. Exactly. And then after that, we will have is Kyle an idiot? Followed by a preview for the Panthers game. But first, pick six. Guys. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. All right, pick six for the week. First play of the game that we will bring up after the Lions' first drive. They're up 7 nothing. You know, we're not going to talk about that. Eight minutes left. Just marched right down the field. Yeah, very tip. 
uh, what you expect from Mike Pettin's defense. Mm-hmm. You know, not not much. You know, th- there's one third down early that you think maybe will stop him, but of course we won't. And right. then they make it all the way down to that zone. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. But yep, after that, uh, there is eight minutes left in the first when the Packers get the ball. After picking up a first down, they're on their own 44. Rodgers drops back, throws outside to Devontae Adams, who, you know, the defender kind of falls as he's catching it. Adams runs upfield, one very simple juke, and he is off to the races. A very easy touchdown. Once again, every single week, he has one of these plays, which is just a huge shift in the game, and he makes it look like, you know, he's just walking around out on the field. Yeah, it it looked entirely effortless for him, and it looked like just one of those plays where where Rodgers, and that's where Jordy made all his money, um, getting first downs is yeah they just they run and they sell the go route to the corner as if they're you know sprinting downfield and then they just kind of stop on a dime Rogers yeah. throws back shoulder that's what it kind of looked like but then the d yeah like the cornerback was just completely lost and then never recovered and boom touchdown yeah and it's it's almost getting boring with Devonte adams now because every week this is just what you expect he's going to have these plays he's going to make people look stupid um here's a question which was I'm sure it's been asked before too, but it brought it was brought up again this week. Very dumb question though, Kyle. Mm-hmm. You got to pick one: Devonte Adams or Jordy Nelson. Who are you picking? Hmm. <laughs> I just oh, I loved, I loved the deep threat that Jordy was, mm-hmm. but just I don't know. And and Jordy and I don't want to say this to say that Jordy wasn't reliable or consistent because he absolutely was, but yep. man, there is just a layer of consistency and reliability in Devonte Adams that is just unmatched for yeah. Rogers receivers. And I, yeah, I think I would go 17. Yeah. It's weird. I go back and forth. I'd probably still just go Jordy now. Cause he could break a game open. I mean, Devonte yeah. does all the time now too, but I guess Jordy did it more consistently. We've talked about it before too, last year, Devontae wasn't as consistent as he is right now. Now he's like the most consistent offensive weapon in the league, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But for me, I look at it, it's like, well, what do you want? Jo- you know, Devontae Adams, he's out on the field and he can do whatever he wants. I feel like he can do things that, you know, Rodgers can't even really think of or what's going to happen. Just the little jukes, the moves at the line, all that shit. When Jordy Nelson was literally like, if Aaron Rodgers could have a receiver do whatever he wanted, like they were on the same wavelength and he, you know, the back shoulder, there wasn't like a back shoulder they missed. Right. At least that rarely yeah. happened. And I I I really think that Devontae and Rodgers are at that point now. And I think you yeah. might be a little clouded just because like you say, you know, you can bust any game open. I think George just because all of the forty plus yard touchdowns we've seen from eighty seven over the years, it's just maybe that's kind of yeah leaning you one way and Devontae yeah, he doesn't have too many, you know, long yardage touchdowns, but yeah, I just think the yeah. The consistency and the route running, I think, is what separates Devontae from Jordy, too. Exactly. And, I mean, he's changed it this year because, you know, he obviously had one of those explosive game plays in this game. But, yeah, when I think of Jordy Nelson, I think of, like, the long touchdowns, like, against the Giants, I think, and, yep. you know, to make the playoffs back in 2010. The dropped one against Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, damn. <laughs> damn. That's, it's good that you can remember that. But I also remember <laughs> the third down on the, the uh, fourth and eight game against Chicago. I think it was, like, a third and eight. And, you know, Soldier Field, zero degrees, whatever the hell it was, and Jordy like got down onto his knees. Yes, and like that's the shit I remember. And secured, yep. Too. So yeah. okay, it's I, I mean it's pick your poison with those two. I mean you're not you're not going to be wrong. I I won't argue against the other choice. Fine, yeah, okay. I guess I will allow that. Thank you. So second play that broke open the game, 
14 minutes left in the second. The score is 7-7 still. And the Packers are in the red zone after a long drive. I love this offense so much. They can mm-hmm. score any way they want to. And the best play of number 83, 83's career happens, and it is so beautiful. And I and I said that right as it happened, too. The It was the back shoulder, yeah. grown man, strong hands, yep. like, give me that football. And he did that little, like, uh, he did the little uh, keep away tug where he's just like, nope, it's mine. And he catches the ball, back shoulder. Like I said, best best play of his career in, I don't think it's, I mean, it's not a hot take to say best game of his career as well. Yeah, probably was his best game. I mean, and best play too, you could go back, maybe the Vikings game week one where he had the big deep bomb touchdown. But this too, it was just something different. And I think I've said on here too, like up until this point, I never expected MVS to ever catch a back shoulder grab like right. that you know and i think they've tried it before and a few several, times this year yeah it's and it's, like yep. a lot of them i think at least two of them were complete miscommunications where it was mvs was streaking down and rogers threw it eight it, yards behind it him. usually ends with rogers shaking his head <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's what ends up happening but i and i don't mean this to be mean but it is mean the best mm. compliment i could say of that play is while it was happening i didn't think it was mvs i thought <laughs> it was a different player like you said the it's way fair. he Ripped it away and just kind of held on to the ball afterwards, too, which is sad to say about a receiver. But it was like, damn, strong hands, no, but he MBS. Had, it like, it, it, yeah, he had that f- firm grip on the ball to where the ball looked like a Nerf a nerf ball yep. that he was just kind of like toying around. And like I said, doing that like keep away tug of like, uh-uh. Because that's what the Packers are doing to defenses this Ooh, year. Exactly, very just nice. toying with them. Yep, but the next game, or the next play, three minutes left in the half. Still, it is 14-7. to seven. Lions are on their own 45, facing a second and nine. This is already while they were kind of moving a little bit on that drive, and this kind of sums up, once again, the Mike Pettin defense. First play goes to AP. Nice little you know play action, and then a screen play to the backside for 23 yards. Then the very next play, another screen, the carry-on Johnson for 10, which brings the ball all the way down to, I believe, the 36 or something at the time. Those two plays completely, you know, flip the field Dashed. for them on offense. All of a sudden, they're in field goal range, and it's very demoralizing watching as a fan. Where it's like, hey, the, come on! They and it was the third screen on that drive as well. It's like, come on, can we just can we stop one of? The, and yeah. we've stopped them in the past, but it seems like the screen game really is the you know the crux. Or there's there's the few of. there's few more empty feelings than when it when an opposing offense is setting up the screen. And the running back catches the ball, and you see, you know, these three beefy dudes out in front of them, and those are the only uh, three helmets you see on the yep. screen where they have all of this green grass to go and find a block. It's just, it's, it's such an empty feeling because you know the play is just getting started, but it's <laughs> yeah. far from over. It's, it's the watching. It's the oh fuck when the yeah. ball's in there. Yeah, and you, and you see it develop. I mean, it's so easy. You know, we have the this you know broadcast view it's so easy to see it develop and it's it's got to be tough as a player to like sniff that out because it's like oh shit you got a free lane at the quarterback Mm -hmm. but then it's just like oh wait no wonder it was a free lane exactly and that's from kenny kenny clark's point of view there too where he was rushing and then he's like oh shit turns around and then he's chasing after adrian peterson for 23 yards yeah it's just it was it was two plays and like they were yeah they started in their own zone and then in two plays they're they're knocking on the door already. It's yeah. just very, very and frustrating. Right after that, you know, a couple plays later, carry on Johnson had the 10-yard touchdown to tie it up at 14. 
Yeah, pretty uh, pretty sad, pretty extremely frustrating. That game was even tied at 14 at going into half because the offense looked like the typical offense, but then the defense also looked like the typical defense. Well, and that's what I'd say. We say it a lot, but shit, if there's one game to really sum up like the Packers this year, it's kind, it's this. The offense did pretty much whatever they wanted. The defense had a lot of letdown spots, and the special teams also had some letdown spots. But it was the Lions. You knew it was going to get sketchy there for a few minutes. Yeah, because, yeah, you can. I mean, divisional games are always, even in you know the Packers' best year and the Lions' worst year, they always seem to play us tough. Well, I believe I thought I heard the stat that in the last six matchups, um, the Packers against the Lions, at one point the Packers had been down at least double digits at one point during the game. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for coming for being the comeback king, which people don't want to give him credit yeah. for. Yeah. So second half is underway. Uh, Packers get the ball coming out of the second half, and once again, <laughs> long, methodical, beautiful, really like. Any third downs were third and manageables, really no third and longs, anything like that. Yep. And they get to third and goal from the six-yard line. Again, very manageable. And Rodgers, the 37-year-old king, still got his athleticism, still <laughs> got his speed. He sneaks out of the pocket and does his little <laughs> yep. and trots right into the end zone. And uh, pretty funny anecdote there. He, <laughs> unlike the McAfee show today, I think he said it on his post-game presser. Yep. You notice he didn't really uh, – there wasn't a very – uh, ruckus celebration. Yeah. He just said he was tired. It was a again. It was a nine minute drive. So it, he was just like, I need to go take a seat. It looked like it was like a practice or something because he he goes in and we're like, all right, and you know it's still watching him for sixteen whatever years it's been. It's like, all right, here comes the belt, and then he's like, I'm just gonna turn really slow and come back around and, and I, high five some guys. I think he did do a quick little. I love gold. Yeah. Like I think it was like, he <laughs> yeah. didn't really, he didn't really stretch out the gold. He's yeah. just like, I love gold. <laughs> yeah. He did at the end. And he did say today too, you know, there was a lot of good little tidbits on the McAfee show today, but he did say that the belt is not dead. They asked him. So the belt is not dead. The gold zone has not replaced. I believe you were a big, it. uh, big um believer of, yeah, the belt is done. It's retired. Like we haven't seen it for, which I mean, it's a fair stance to take, but yes, very, very, very reassuring to hear that. no, there is some life left. The last belt I remember was actually the Raiders game we were at last year ah. where he ran it in, I think, in like the second quarter. And it was a nice little mini belt. I think that dummy, uh, Max Crosby, actually, he's actually really good. Um, I think he actually, I think he got a sack early and like every other idiot oh. before him and after him. That's right. Yep. yep. Did I the did. belt and paid the price for yep. it. Yep. I gotcha. Very, very good. But yeah, it was nice to see... See, see Rogers still running, you know, nice to see he can still, it's almost like he's getting faster this year too. Mm. After that, the Packers have another, uh, scoring drive, the Tanyan one. He has a nice pickup on third later on. They have a touchdown, but after that, the Lions, uh, get the ball seven minutes left in the game. They're facing a third and four already. I think they're, you know, they're in the red zone. They're on like the 10 yard line. Packers rush four. Stafford runs around the pocket, eventually leaks out. Picks up the first, but he is tackled from behind by one Kenny Clark. December. The December. And Kyle, I asked you before we started recording, have you seen The Revenant? I have not. You have not seen The Revenant. I so, do love Leo, though. Well, in this instance, I believe Matthew Stafford was Leo, and Kenny Clark <laughs> was the bear. And he... The big grizzly. Ripped him, ripped him apart from behind, and he had to leave the game two plays later. I think he handed it off to on Johnson, whatever, after that, and he scored the touchdown. But... Kenny Clark changed the game. One, he got the tackle, stopping him from scoring. They, you know, did later on, but knocked Stafford out of the game. 
Daniels had to come in later, and that yeah. kind of Chase Daniels things. doesn't really uh, strike the same fear into an opposing defense that Stafford does. One of the weirdest careers in like NFL history because he's been paid tens of millions of dollars, and he's played like in ten games. Ma- yeah, or something? maybe like seventeen meaningful meaningful snaps in his career. Like, yeah, yeah pretty impressive though. It was yeah. one of those because after that, you know, things got a little sketchy with the you know kickoff return and all that later on but at the same time it's like well it's it's <laughs> chase it's chase daniel like we can't be too scared but yeah after that the score is 28 to 21 so yep the lions cut it to seven and ensuing packers possession there is 330 left after a couple first downs and we're in the lions territory it is fourth and nine a very obvious don't go for it just take the point yep. situation and Surprisingly, one of our staples, Elton Jenkins, gets a false start on before we're even allowed to attempt. So push him back yeah, five uh, yards. Apparently, he can play on the, the offensive line, tackle, guard, center, doesn't matter. But uh, uh, when he's blocking for field goals, he doesn't know what to do. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> yeah, let's, that let's might just be a little take it easy. too much. Okay, but fine. then, uh, so yeah, so it turns a 52-yarder into a 57-yarder. And Rogers mentioned this on the McAfee show that... Um, you know, when it was fourth and nine at 52, you are like, yeah, that's a field goal range. But then when he saw the false start, he heard on the sideline, punt, punt. But then as Matt LaFleur mentioned in his yep. presser, you know, he looked at Mason and said, you know, hey, can can you make this? And he's just, you know, stone cold with his gray hair. Yes. <laughs> so I, he, I, I like the way you build it up. I'd like to see exactly what it was because it was probably like like no emotion on his face like yeah yeah i'll, I'll go back out <laughs> yes. there i'll i'll kick it i wonder too because it, it when lafleur talked about it it's almost like yeah it's kind of another strike against menenga how he was like all right come on let's go yeah. but it's like hold hold he, on let's, he does see. It, buddy. let's see what old gray hair thinks and, and he, he came in and he absolute nails it it was uh it was very cool to see especially when you consider uh you know when you when you think about Arguably, I don't even think it's arguable. I mean, probably the worst game of his career happened yep. in that stadium when he missed, I think it was like four field goals and two extra points um, to see him really ice the game there. Because, yeah, it, it makes it makes that the ensuing kick return that they brought to our yeah. uh, to, to our zone so much more less frightening and a little more manageable. Well, what they did, still needed two scores in two minutes. What did you think when they tried to Crosby back out there because it was a very quick like 30 second thing i don't think they took oh i love out. it i love it i w- i was scared because i'm like if he misses this there's no way in hell the defense is gonna hold no because the way i saw it is if you punt it and get it to the yeah say it best case scenario jk scott mir- <laughs> emphasis on miraculously yeah yeah pins it in the four yard line Chase Daniels is still going to probably <laughs> trot down and score six. I don't know. So what's the difference between doing that from the four-yard line? Or if anything, whoa, that could actually have been a good thing because if they get it at midfield, they score quicker, leave more time for 12. Whoa. Mm-hmm. See, whoa. that's exactly what they were probably thinking. Well, I think someone else brought it up too, not like it's that hard to think of, but more likely case scenario, J.K. Scott, if he did punt it, touchback, and I think it was a difference in 16 yards. So who really gives a shit exactly. at that point? And one one other like nuance of the play I thought was interesting, and maybe ooh maybe this would be a question for on uh, like ten or fifteen good minutes ooh. if maybe this is something he knows about because when you see a kicker like you know kick on air when they're like warming up about yeah. to go on you yeah. see you see the full like follow through leg extension you know like they're 
fucking kneecap hits their forehead they can <laughs> yeah. stretch it so far but i don't know if you saw this on the actual uh made kick from crosby he it was like a it was like a it was like a chip kick he didn't do like oh, yeah? the way he kicked it he didn't like do a full extension follow through it was like you know when you're golfing and you're chipping you don't do yep. a full swing you kind of just you, you kind of check yourself half and it was something like that so i think it maybe it's well, more of like he just he wanted to make sure he hit the ball in the exact spot he wanted to i just it was something other, very interesting to me for how bad our special teams appear to be a thing could be too is he was suspect of the blocking up front a lot of these long field mm. goals what you see happen is they get blocked because they have to go farther so it's a lower tra- trajectory sure, sure. Off the foot. i wonder if he was trying to avoid it that way mm. but yeah and to go back to it, like you said, you know, back in 2018, he had the five missed field goals, I believe it was, against Detroit. Since then, so the next game in 2018 when we played him was when we got shut out against the Lions. Oof. But since then, every game has pretty much been decided by Mason Crosby field goals. Last year, he obviously had wow. the two game winners. And then this one, the fucking 58-yarder, which, I mean, it what was it, tied for his career long, makes it for the go-ahead. And then after that, we kind of stopped sweating, so... Pretty, yeah. pretty clutch, you know. Uh, pressure does make diamonds. And I think Crosby is one of them. Absolutely, and I think when it's all said and done, I think we are going to look back and be much more appreciative of Mason Crosby than we are now. And that's not to say we're not appreciative yeah. now. It's just crazy, like the reliability and consistency he's he's had over the last decade plus. Yeah, like, I mean, he was drafted in 2007, and in his first NFL game, he had a game winner against the Eagles. And I mean, that's wow, all that's he really a good does. Tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, tiddly bits. Let's bring those back. Where where'd your tidbits go? You used to always have all of, all the good tidbits. I had all the tidbits, but then I remember the bi week bonanza. I had a bunch of them. I oh, you just that unloaded oh, all yeah. the bits. That was all all, all the those titties, all those bits. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> all the titties and the bits. But yeah, now for a review of the game. After that, you know the kickoff, held them, whatever. They got a touchdown. Blah blah blah. End score of thirty one to twenty four. The Packers won. We are ten and three. Looking at the offense, starting things off. MVP. Aaron Rodgers. I was hoping you wouldn't, because I was just going to faintly in the background, MVP, MVP. Well, we, can, we can still do it. Yeah, we can, 26 okay, for MVP, 33, MVP, 290 MVP, yards, three touchdowns, MVP, six rushes for 13 yards, MVP, and the rushing MVP. touchdown. Still got it, baby. Still got it. I don't know what you can say. He should be the MVP. Pretty good player. No complaints. We'll talk about him later. His race to lose. Yeah, his race to lose, I believe so as well. Uh, Devontae Adams. Spectacular. Another. That's the... Ooh. I actually, I, I legitimately, because I, I said last week, I think, that I should just bring a thesaurus, and uh, I actually, uh, a couple of days ago, just looked up, like, um, I went on thesaurus.com and typed in, like, fantastic, and one, and I think I'm going to bring one, bring a new one every week, and this week it's spectacular, uh, which, if you think about spectacular, if you break that word down, I think it derives from spectate, ooh. and so spectacular means he, I, I imagine... I mean, I'm no English major, but spectacular, like, it is a treat to spectate him, and that is oh. that is the God-honest truth. That could be it. Or spectating, it was an out-of-body experience. Whoa. It was so, you know, unworldly. They, whoa. <laughs> Probably definitely not it. But yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good player. I We're, we're running out <laughs> of things to say about Devontae Adams yep. at this point. He's Oh, he, him too. He is good at football. MVS, who we talked about briefly, he had the six receptions out of six targets as well. 85 yards, one touchdown. The most consistent, the best game of his career, possibly, really? probably. I mean, Devontae's? 
MBS. Oh, I'm talking about I MBS. You said of Devontae. I was like, I mean, oh, this no, no, was no. just another no, day no, no, at no. the office for 17. This was a 62% Devontae Adams game. <laughs> yeah. No, M- MBS, he made all the catches. It was all the short shit. Yeah. He didn't really have a deep target like he usually does. It was the slants, the outs, all that stuff. Beautiful. And the strong hands, which we never see from him. Yeah. Best game of his career. And I mean, that's like a popular take. That's like a good feeling when I like think of something while watching the game and then I go on Twitter and see people much smarter than me like say those same things I'm, and I like I feel validated I'm like oh yeah because yeah. it's I mean that was the best catch of his career and I really think that was the best game of his career and that's in a game where he didn't have a catch over 21 yards yeah kind of insane when you yeah. think about it good bounce back too because what the two previous games he didn't have a single catch yep. so that's pretty... just the that's the roller coaster of the MBS, whoa, it's a train and a roller. It's a train on a roller coaster. Multi-dimensional player. MBS Express, baby. At times, yes. Uh, Alan Lazard, he had the two receptions for 19. Both of them are for first downs. Oh, here's an... Weird. I forgot about this, too, but so uh, I think Tom Silverstein might have... I forgot who dropped this stat, but Devontae Adams, he had three catches for first downs in the game. Robert Tanyan had three catches for first downs in this game. MBS had six... All of his catches were for first downs in wow. this game. So that's, once again, that's the shit you want to see. And like I was talking about there with Alan Lazard, all of his catches were also for first downs in the game. That's the shit you like to see. Keep the ball moving. And I think what we were, I think we were like 70% in this game on third down conversions or maybe even higher. Unreal. We're one of the highest, I think we're the number one red zone team in the NFL right now as well. So yep. that's the shit you like to see. And EQ, his only catch was for a first down. <laughs> yeah, in traffic too. He's he's a weird player. He drops he, once again. He drops some of the easy ones, and then these you know real contested ones. He's catching. It'll he be hasn't. In- he hasn't really since that Minnesota disaster. I don't think he has any drops. Yeah, but those were two well he, massive drops. He no, he had the out a couple weeks ago that he he kind of missed with Rogers and Rogers yelled at him after remember it was like mm. right right on the sideline like right in his gut he missed yeah yeah uh Tavon Austin hey he got to play some he played more than I thought he would and I think most people would probably think of that but then once we got out of the script the first 15 plays we didn't see much of him at all but he did have the two receptions for eight yards I, th- I, think. I think they were both like like little screen screen plays but like what I saw. I mean, he was very limited, but, you know, he's twitchy and he and he's very quick. So, yeah, we'd like to see him more in the punt return game, too. There weren't many, you know, spots for him to actually get a decent return. He got smacked on the one, though, actually. That was a little scary. But, mm. with, with, but yeah. he caught it. I know. It's nice. It's nice to have the effortless catches from a punt return. We, ne- we never had that from Darius when he was back there mm-hmm. or whoever else. For Always the most tensing part. up when yeah he was he was back there. No, no good. Moving on to the tight ends. Uh, Bob Tunyon. Five receptions out of, Pro five, Bowler. out of five targets. Yeah, he should be 36 yards, the one touchdown, and the best block ever. I oh, think yes. a lot of people saw this on Twitter. I don't even know what play it was, but right off the line, you know, he just kind of chips the defensive end, pushes him to the side. That defensive end turns into a domino, takes out two other defensive linemen, and then all the offensive linemen on the Packers just push. Just mauling. Just push them literally <laughs> while they're down on the ground, and it was the most beautiful. The one still of... Rogers throwing to a wide open Robert Tunyon and then five offense or four offensive linemen. Bakhtiari is all blocking on the side, pushing three defenders on the ground. It's like, this is the 2020 Green Bay Packers offense. So right perfect. Yep. A, a schemed guy open <laughs> and then the offense just mauling and then Rogers flicking the wrist. Dude, Beautiful. Wide open dude. Wide open dude. Big dog had the one catch for six yards. He's, he's <laughs> the best, <laughs> best player on the Packers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, uh, 
he's having kind of a weird year. You know, early on, he was very explosive, all those plays. Obviously, against the Lions, too. He had a huge run, I believe, um, whatever week it was. I feel like we said this 365 days ago, too. Yeah. But, like, this is just Aaron Jones, and, like, this is just their plan for him. Like, well, they're, they're going to keep him fresh for when it's most important, you know? Because I think I saw something that he's actually he's actually been as, if not more efficient, this year and like more productive than he was last year and last year he led the league in touchdowns i know his pro football focus grades are up and down i i don't know i kind of take you know you take those with a grain of salt when they're bad but you know when it's when it we're talking about kiki it's like okay yeah this is this is the gospel (laughs) but yeah aaron jones he had 15 carries 69 yards a long run of 11 he had three receptions for six and i think i texted this to you too during the game like people were bitching at halftime they're like how do you how does Aaron Jones only have four touches in the first half it's like well because we've only had like three possessions and and the most valuable player was doing most valuable player things that's it's like every week it turns into a thing like we need to get Aaron Jones the ball more it's like no well I like having the ball in Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams hands a lot too like it the game isn't over let's see what happens once we get a lead he's probably going to get the ball more and what do you know he did. There is only one football, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the K balls for kicks. Ah, yeah, shit, true. Well, you can only play with one at a time. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I see what you're saying. <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about before that. But yeah, moving on, uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams game, 10 rushes, 38 yards. He had a long run of nine. He had a couple nice runs. I don't know. He runs people over. Yeah, kind of a quiet game from the, the running back room, but... Uh, yeah, and a little little news for him later on, too, because there's mm. some contract talk with him apparently going Ooh. on as well. Uh, looking at the offensive line, it was same lineup as last week. Bakhtiari, Lucas Patrick, Elton Jenkins, Billy Turner, and Rick Wagner. They gave up zero sacks. Rodgers did get hit on that one. Was that a run or was it... Uh, because he looked hurt at that one point. It was, was... A, it was a third down, and yeah, the pressure got to him. He had to throw it away. That's why it was a late And late uh, Yeah, it, it, I mean... Spooky, Ugh, when, yeah. When he yeah. doesn't pop up right away, it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, I just sit, I just too? sit there silent and frozen, <laughs> and just like absolutely fixated on the TV, and just like watching every every move that is made. And oof, thankfully he he got up on under his own power. And, yeah, thank and God. Off. Uh, and yeah, he had thirty seven dropbacks. He was pressured five times, so you can't really complain much there. Overall, really good from the offense, which happens every single best, week. Best best offense. One of the best offenses in the league. They're going to take us places. Um, but now on to a much gloomier subject. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Well, I do want to say one last thing. So the offense is oh. first in the league in points, 31.5 per game. I, I'd like to see because I believe in 2011 it was 35 points per game. Whoa. I'd want to see the difference in explosive plays in 2011 versus 2020. Because I'd like to think that in 2011 there was like, twice as many or three times as many i would i would believe that you know because this year for how good we are it's like 2011 was just a different monster like every game was over at halftime yep so it's just interesting And yeah this offense is actually they lead the league in time of possession so yeah obviously much more methodical and long drives which i mean (laughs) i i don't think that's a coincidence they want to keep the defense on the sideline (laughs) as much as possible i mean exactly because that's how Mike Pettin plays too, which we'll get into right now. Is he wants to be on the field the least amount as possible and just let Rogers do his could thing? Fool and me. He could stay out of the way. But yeah, with that, before we talk about the defense, here is a quick commercial break. Ooh. 
Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. Yeah, the defense gave up 24 points in this game. I guess the one kickoff return wasn't really their fault, but whatever. Matthew Stafford was 24 for 34, 244 yards, the one touchdown. And this is this is nice for how bad and how much we do bitch about the defense, Kyle. Swift, AP, Carrion Johnson had a combined 13 rushes for 34 yards, a average run or average yards per carry of 2.6. Yeah, that seems honestly make-believe. Like yeah. It felt like the stretch runs were just gashing left and right, but apparently they only went for five yards at most. Like I just don't believe that. It's like the defense is bad, but it's not as bad as we think it is. Yeah. I think we just have this PTSD of Dom Capers of like and seeing Pettin this still. story play out every year. Yeah, but and, it's, not, it's not that bad right and, now. And yeah, like that's kind of been the takeaway among Packers Twitter is that like, you know, we sit here and bitch and bitch about the defense during the game. And it looks like during the game, like, yeah. oh, my God, this is awful. But then the game's over. You take a step back and look, and it's like, oh, 260 yards? It's like we're anticipating the shit, but the shit doesn't really happen but, so much. And yet it does, though. It's so weird. But we're getting, like, little turds. We're not getting the big shits. This is my kind of takeaway is that, you know, and – it's kind of contradictory considering, like I said, they only had, what, 265 yards yep. total. It felt like 600. <laughs> and it's yeah. fine It's fine to let the Lions have 600 yards and only score 17 points because the Lions aren't a good football team. The thing is, in January, yeah. when the Packers play a good football team, they're gonna a good football team is gonna turn those six hundred yards into thirty seven points, not seventeen. So you're not wrong. It's it's like we have an explosive defense, which isn't good because that means you have an inconsistent defense. You know, hmm. we like last week. You know, out of nowhere against you know was the Eagles, but it's like oh wow, we had nine sacks, whatever the hell it was, and we can kind of do that here too. Where especially with the way Darnell Savage is playing now too, it's like we could have these hmm. explosive games or plays, and if we have one of those a game, you know, when it matters. That's really all you re really need from a defense. I I still do not like this defense. Mm -hmm. However, I'm s like you know Justice always says on on Twitter, cope. You know the pet, <laughs> the pet and cope, and I'm yep. I'm totally coped in on this one. Yeah, I just there's I just feel like there's too many resources spent and too much talent exactly. on this defense to to be bad. And like I think my my theory is that like Petten has implemented this philosophy of like. Do not fuck up. Do not screw up. That it that literally so, that is his philosophy. And so that like these defensive players, these very talented players are like almost playing on eggshells where they're like, okay, can't fuck up, can't fuck up, can't fuck up. Okay, oh, they only got twelve yards there. Thank God they didn't get thirty six. That, that and that is one hundred percent what it is. And it's like they're almost like there's like a timidness to where they don't yeah, I don't know. It's well, that's, just that's what it is, because it's it's once again, Dom Capers defense always gave up like explosive plays. 
Pettin's defense, for how much we hate it, it really doesn't. You know, there aren't those huge gains, but it's always, oh, chip, 12 chip, yards, chip, oh, chip. 15 yards. And basically, like we've said before, it's trying to get more plays on offense, but shorter plays and hoping that the offense makes a mistake. The problem is, is when you run into a veteran quarterback or a decent team that doesn't make mistakes. They're good at limiting them. It's the long, methodical drives that, you know, kill you in the end. Yep. But looking at the positions, cornerback, you got to start there like we always do. Jerry Alexander, oh my God, wow, he is an all-pro. He is one of the best corners in the league, if not the best corner in the league. Target- do, you think, do you think he, I mean, he's got to be at the top of the list for all-pros. I mean, who else is? I wouldn't be surprised if Jair is an all-pro this year but does not make a Pro Bowl like David Bakhtiari for the longest uh, time. Just because of the, maybe know, he will. I think Jair has kind of, like, it's. I think it's different for O linemen. I think Jair has kind of come become kind of nationally recognized, whereas Bach didn't really until this year. Honestly, well, it depends. It's it's always the draft stock, you know. Mm. Jair was taken the first, so yeah. yeah, you're right. Maybe he will make the Pro Bowl, but someone like Bach Terry, it took a while for people to catch up. Like, oh shit, this guy is actually the best left tackle <laughs> yeah. in the league. But yeah, Jair only had the four targets, two receptions, nine yards allowed. He had the one pass breakup too late in the game. And this is a. This is kind of a silly question. I should know this, but Uh-oh. do they do all pro teams for both conference or is it just one? Yes. Yes, man. It's, it's, well, it's been a year. I can't remember off the top of my head. Like, I, do they do a first team NFC first team or second team NFC and then first team AFC or man, maybe it is just the one. Damn it, Kyle. We'll, we'll look it up. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll report back. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Kevin King, he was picked on a bit. He's, he's a player. He's really good. Um, yeah, really picked on early. He's he's good at going like back and forth, but side to side, he's not the best player. You know what I mean? Because mm. of that length he's got, he can get up there and tap away the high balls or the deep balls. But when they get him in space, not so good. He was targeted six times, four receptions, 49 yards. He had two missed tackles as well. So he's good at the longitude, but he struggles at the latitude. That's There you go. Thank you for simplifying what I was trying to say. But You're yes, welcome. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And Sullivan, too, he got hurt, but he was getting picked on a little bit late as well. I don't know. I mean, you can't complain too much. You know, secondary held up well enough. Moving on to safety. Savage, this is the first time without a pick or a pass breakup in a few weeks, but Oof. he did have the sack, which was nice yes. to see. It was nice to see a safety finish on a sack of safety or corner finish because I feel like a lot of times this year they're not able to actually bring down the corner well, I mean, or yeah. quarterback. In Chandy in the, uh, I think it was the Houston game. <laughs> yeah, where he had, I mean, he had two right. basically back-to-back opportunities, free lanes, and yeah, kind of botched both. But yeah, yeah it's nice to, to see the, the the hammer come down from Savage. And he was, Man, I say I was, this is the third or fourth week in a row of saying I think he's turning a corner. At some point, the Turner need the the Turner needs to be corned. The yeah, corner there, needs to nope, be that's turned. it. Nope, th- nope. You you had it there. It needs to be corned. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and moving on, Adrian Amos. He's old, reliable, good enough. Not many fuck ups. Perfect. Yes. Say he's going to be a Packer next year. Say it. No, I mean. Everyone who's in a contract year, I can't say anyone. He's not in a contract year. Yeah, I know. Sorry, anyone who's on the fence like him, Preston, whatever. He's not on the fence, though. That's my point. But my point is this. There's a difference between, you know, someone coming back, you know, because of money or someone coming back because they're good. You know what I mean? It's just, it's sometimes you both, though. Like, his contract isn't. Well, okay, let's look forward. Vernon Scott, who came in, Mm. who came in and had some more snaps late. 
He had like 19 snaps, but he was the highest graded player on defense. He also had that nice pass breakup on, I believe it was third down too, to Hawkinson, where he hit him late. The ball came out. Beautiful, beautiful play. Yep. I'm just saying sometimes you have to pick, you know, you got to pick and choose. I've said it a lot of times this yeah, year. Yeah, let's maybe pump the brakes on choosing a sixth rounder in his second year over a proven, reliable leader of the defense in Amos. But that's not what we're picking and choosing here. It's... It's do you want Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, and I don't know, Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, or do you want Aaron Rodgers? That's what I'm saying here, Kyle. That's what I'm saying. I would say crazier things have happened, but that's actually not true. But moving on, yeah. (laughs) Vernon Scott, solid game. Nice to see him from a young player. Hopefully he can get some more snaps going forward with you know, we want I want to see Vernon Scott. I don't want to see Will Redman. That's where I'm at. Yeah. We we know Redman is like Devon House. Remember when he came back to the Packers where he was just it's like okay, liability. He's, he's just a guy, and he gets picked on. Let's see if some younger guys can can you know take the reins here. Mm-hmm. Moving on, inside linebacker, I still don't like Christian Kirksey all that much. I don't know what it is. He's just kind of slow. He's now with Raven Green being out too. He's supposed to you know he played this like hybrid safety role, which apparently he did in Cleveland when he was he was with Petten too. But now after a couple of knee surgeries, it's like I don't know if he can do it. He looks a little tapped in yeah. terms of speed and uh, explosiveness but yeah I, I i don't know but i imagine he he wears the green dot on his helmet he does and actually we'll get into that right now too because surprisingly uh chris barnes played the second most snaps behind kirksey he had 39 snaps when martin only had four with or sorry 12 snaps which is very very shocking to see they like having barnes if kirksey's not in there they like barnes being out there and being the guy with the mic in his helmet yeah i i I'm confused with this Kamal Martin usage because, I mean, we've said before, when he's out there, he's just doing stuff. Yeah. He's always doing stuff. And I don't get it because the snap counts have only gone down and Barnes have gone up. Uh, I mean, they've they've kind of been, they haven't really went down. They've kind of stayed at this, you know, 12 to 16 range. Yeah, but it, he, he had like, yeah, he had 16 or 14 last week. It did go down a little bit, but it's one of those things. It, I mean, I guess I like seeing this movement because Petten's trying to figure out what to do at this position. But it's like, man, I, I'd, I'd rather see Kamal Martin for a full game or close to it just to see if he if he messes up. Sure. But I'd, I'd like to see because who knows what his ceilings at. Yeah, I know. It's like and you would think and it's it's a thought that has crept into my head where it's like, oh, maybe they're just worried about his health and still working him back. But, you know, we know the Packers medical staff is not one to like. Like the most not let you play unless yeah you're good to go. So yeah, it is. It's kind of confusing that he's not uh, getting more usage because yeah. again he's always just doing stuff. He's always doing stuff. Even in this game, he was doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't remember exactly what it, it was. was. A pressure. Yeah. It was a. I mean, he had a free lane, but yeah. I mean, he's quick. He's oof, he it, got there quick. It it was stuff. Uh, moving <laughs> on, Kenny Clark, the December. We probably could have led with him too. A lot of people are saying his best game of the season. Good to see him roar. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there's a pun. Yeah, that uh, that made me laugh because I just thought of the stupid Katy Perry song and then like <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Clark. Oh, <I> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, dude, that needs to. Oh, what? That what? should be the outro. Uh, not this week. We got. Oh uh, no, we're no no no. You're we're never gonna have Katy Perry. I I will not stand oh, for that. Oh 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 oh. Okay, cool. No, keep going. That was good. That was great. (laughs) But yeah, he had the four pressures, three stops, knocked Stafford out of the game. I believe he was the highest rated player outside of Vernon Scott. You know, nothing wrong there. Moving on to Dean. Vernon Scott? 
was the highest graded? Yeah, that's what I was saying. He was the highest graded player. That's what. See, Kyle, you wow. got only like nineteen snaps. See, so you, yeah, so you agree. We I feel can like cut, you need we can cut Amos. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on. Nice try, Dean Lowry. Nice little late, late uh, season resurgence here. Yes. Another sack and a very weird, just dummy sack yeah. where it's like he was, like uh, I'm sure you've heard of it before. You know, dogs always bark at squirrels, and then all of a sudden a squirrel like falls out of a tree and it's right in front of him, and the dog's like. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and it was kind of what Dean Lowry did when he rushed up the middle. He got up to Matthew Stafford. His game was shut. Well, no, I he think it like, was. I don't think it was. He didn't know what to do. It's just he was expecting the quarterback to just go down like a sack of bricks. Like, like he's here, yeah. Just give him a shove and we'll call it good. It was like shoving, you know, someone into a locker. That's pretty much what he was like. Hey, hey, nerd. And he was like, oh, shit. Okay, I guess I got to bring wow, him the down. Wow, the nerd's fighting back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Stafford's kind of, he's got some thickness to him to where, yeah, he needed to wrap him up and, and bring him down. But yeah, that was. That was funny, but it, it would have been true Packers fashion if he would have just like pushed him and then that actually jolts Stafford to like get a running start out of the pocket oh, God. and then complete something downfield. But it was good to absolutely right. Yeah. Good to if get him down. Stafford wasn't so old, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, and then Kiki had a solid game, too. I, th- I feel like he had a pass breakup, too. I f- he, you know, he, he gets his hands on a lot of balls for a defensive lineman, which we haven't seen lately, at least. Mm. And uh, yeah, completely missed the mark of my bold prediction didn't even have one sack. Well, you missed the mark. I had Malik Taylor who got hurt in like practice or something and didn't play. God, I'm so idiot. I, I got to pick. Yeah, I, not idiot. very good there. Look at the outside linebackers too. I don't know, an okay game for the most part. Gary Gary with a very nice first half. What's back-to-back yep. games where he kind of dominated the first half. Showed his athleticism on that sack. A very weird sack. Like the longest sack ever. It's like He's turning straight, turning right. You know, it's like a race car. You know, and he's around the corner. (laughs) All right. Oh, and he made it. He's on the home stretch. Yeah. Made the sack. And he, a lot of people were asking too on Twitter, where was he? Because the second half, he uh, didn't play at all. Him and Shannon Sullivan, it was announced today, both have hip injuries. So we'll have to monitor that going forward. If they had practice today, they said they both would have been limited. So we'll see. Mm. I don't know. Gary kind of gets banged up and comes back, but we got to have him out there. Not at all in the second half. I guess I I didn't even notice that until now, but oof. That's why we're seeing Randy Ramsey a little bit more out there. Especially on a somewhat short week, too. Yeah. We play on Saturday. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But hopefully hopefully we can see him back out there because, shoot, he's turning into one of our best pass rushers, if not the best pass rusher. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. But now we will talk about special teams. You didn't even mention Zedarius. Well, I mean, what did he do? He uh, he drew a pretty big holding call. That's true. Got okay. a touchdown call back. I'll give you that. Yeah, called him to three. I mean, I just he's he's the silent killer this year, yeah. where he doesn't do much, but all of a sudden you look and he you know he's like fifth in the league in sacks. He's got like nine or ten sacks on the wow. season, I think. Yeah, and forced fumbles he's had too. It's it's very weird. He's once again an explosive player where it'll be like the defense, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, hey, a good play, huge play. Yep. Yeah. Looking at the special teams, I like this. So everything's doom and gloom right now. We know we had the bad kickoff return. So didn't bad. have much for punt returns. But kind of friend of the program, Bill Huber, he did have a piece out last night. This is part of it. Green Bay will hardly be the worst special teams in the NFC playoff field. The Packers Central special teams hardly. rankings take in account five phases of special teams, starting field position on kickoffs and kick and kickoff returns, net punting average for and against, and field goal accuracy. Green Bay is number 10 in starting field position after kickoff return and number one in field goal accuracy. Now, see, those two offset a really bad everything else because they're 22 in starting field position, 31st in net punt, <laughs> and 25th in opponent net punting average. So, you know, punt returns. 
not very good, but at the same time, you look at this whole, so that's a point system there, ranking, you know, first to 30, second there. Sure. You'd want to be, have the least amount of points. Packers in total have 89 of those points. <laughs> the Saints, and this is the part that sucks, is they have 58 of those points. Their special teams coordinator is, I believe his name is, is Anthony Rizzi. This is the guy who the Packers had in last year. Mm. Remember, for for uh, for an interview, they wanted to bring him in. But for some reason, Russ Ball and Brian Gutenkunst were like, nope, he's too much money. He leaves. They're like, okay, hey, we'll pay you. He's like, nope, I don't want to come back. Now he's with the Saints, and they have one of the best special teams units in the league. But looking at the units... So we got the Mucinex germ. That, yeah, that's true. Teams like the Rams have a worse kickoff return average. They have a worse punt return. The Washington... Will or bleep that Washington football team? <laughs> uh, they're 30th in punt returns, and Tampa is 30th on kick returns as well. So it's jeez. Special our special teams are bad, but everyone's kind of got some. I was to say who's special teams. who's good at it if all those teams are bad at it. Exactly. So I think we feel like you know we're gonna make the playoffs and we'll have some big special teams plays that are gonna absolutely destroy us. Well, maybe not because everyone we're gonna face doesn't have that great of special teams aside yeah. from the Saints, yeah. and we you know probably won't have to play them unless it's the nfc championship game but that's a worry for another get for another day okay soon though. kyle are you, are you done are you sick of talking about this game yes okay cool well now we're going to talk about our very our most favorite errands Ooh. so aaron Rodgers and aaron jones both had a little bit of news over the last couple of days uh aaron jones has the he switched agents, which is never a good thing if you know you're rooting for the team that he plays on, because that usually means he wants more money. Money, 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 money. And then Aaron Rodgers today on the McAfee show had this to say. How does that work? So they just come to you and they say, Hey, do you want to be a part owner of a goddamn NBA team? I, I don't understand how those conversations happen. And then what do you just get? You get courtside seats and then you can just bring friends. Like, how how does that relationship start? And how many of these types of things are you a part of? I'm a part of this. That's about the only uh, you know, the only ownership I have in sports teams. I am interested in, in uh, some other leagues and have had some uh, some conversations with some folks. But uh, I just wanted to be a part of it. You know, I didn't want uh, you know Shaq has a has a agreement with the Kings where a lot of it was based on appearances and number of times you go to games and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I just wanted to be a part of it and get in um, because I felt like it was a good connection uh, to the region, thinking I was going to be here for a long, long time. And also, I love basketball. So, Aaron Rodgers says there, I thought I would be here for a long time. And it was one of those things, you know, you listen to the McAfee show, I texted you right after you said the same exact thing. There was one line that stuck out, and that was it. Not the best. Not the best feeling. I it's, just want to cry. Yeah, it's that. And while we're on it, hey, we'll play this clip. This is a clip from Aaron Jones, kind of announcing that he that he has new representation. One thing a lot of people, and I think you yourself, would like is a new contract. You just changed agents. What can you tell me about that? Uh, yes, I just uh, signed to uh, Drew Rosenhaus Sports, and I'm happy to have him representing me. What, what's the excitement level to work with him? Uh, just seeing all, uh, his track record and, you know, um, everything that he's gotten done. And uh, I, I liked all that he's done in his work, so um, I think it speaks for itself. 
so Aaron Jones is usually a much more enthusiastic, whatever, happy guy. Very monotone there. Doesn't sound very optimistic. Earlier in the season, he was talking about how they thought they were close on the contract extension, but it seems a lot less likely now. Like, do you know, it sounded like he was talking like, do you know that like Selena Gomez meme? No. Where she's like smiling. She's got tears in her eyes and she's like, oh, uh, <laughs> like yeah, that's, well, it, that's kind of the vibe. It's like that interview with that, with that kid. It's like, uh, do you miss your mom? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty much it. That's what we went. Yeah. What we went through uh, do you miss Green it. Bay? No. Yeah, when he's <laughs> when he's playing for the Lions or whatever next year. Oh God, I hate this. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because Kyle, because everything's good right now. We have to talk about bad stuff mm, as well. I don't want to. Okay, well, just I'll let. Go ahead. Okay, so I think this this goes along pretty well with a segment that I wanted to bring up last week too. Uh, Ty Dune had you know former. He used to work for the uh, the Green Bay Gazette, I believe, or the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, one of the two. He had the hit piece two years ago with Mike mm. McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Well, now Massage he had, Gate. Yeah, Massage Gate. Now he had this weird article about um, how the Packers build their teams. And there were some weird little excerpts in there, too. So I thought this was interesting, part of his piece. Be it, I think he, Tyler's really thinking big brain here. Part of the article... Tune out the hysteria and you'll see a franchise building two rosters within one. There's the core that will win now and the core that will win in the future. You haven't seen one snap of Jordan Love yet. He's the kind of leader who won't be phased out by an Aaron Rodgers-sized shadow. You've only seen 23 carries from A.G. Dillon, but he's a running back unicorn. You're worried about that inevitable January demise, but this is a roster full of guys like tight end Jay Sternberger or receiver Alan Lazard who don't take BS. So that last part is a different part of the article. But he goes on to talk about how, you know, Goody is essentially trying to build a backup team to the team that we have there. And mm. I think Ken Ingol had a pretty good tweet this week, too, how, wow, we have, you know, the M- possible MVP, the best receiver in the game, the best offensive lineman in the game, and David Bakhtiari, all these other guys. But at the same time, we have a first-round quarterback waiting in the wings, a very, you know, Everyone expects a, not Derrick Henry type, but a body, a mold, kind of like Derrick Henry. So it's this weird kind of back and forth right now where, like I said, this week we're seeing Aaron Jones, future in question. Aaron Rodgers, a scary kind of statement there. And actually Jamal Williams, it was announced today, I believe. uh, I forgot the guy's name, but one of the people who was part of the Jamal Williams show said that his representation is in town. So maybe they're going to get a deal done. So I don't know. It's... It's a weird kind of back and forth. With, I mean, this team would feel a lot different without these errands. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be. I mean, seriously, imagine. Like, what is their record without number 12 right now? Like, if Tim Boyle has started 14 games. I mean, they're f- four. Four and nine. Yeah. I I don't know. We've played some bad teams. Maybe we have more than that. But we're not, you know, we're. The NFC North is a battle right now. And it, it you know, absolutely obviously we won it this week or last week so yeah it's not it's not fun to talk about i don't like it because i mean you feel old i it's it's no secret how i feel about aaron Rodgers, and though i'm excited for jordan love that if that doesn't if if he doesn't start a game until 2023 i will be over the moon yeah 
it's it's one of those things where it's like I almost want to take back things I said after the draft because it's like shit. Well, I didn't know we had MVP Aaron Rodgers this year. <laughs> the guy kind of gets slowly if he was declining, but he obviously is not. The yeah. biggest thing it's one thing to draft Jordan Love. It's another thing to move on from Aaron Rodgers to play Jordan Love. So I guess yeah. we'll just have to wait and see and there. That's it's. I've said it before. I said it recently that like Goody has. I think of the 32 GMs, probably the most job security in the entire league because his whole legacy rests on number 10. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting when he (laughs) needs to make that call. It's it's bad. You uh, you were saying his whole legacy relies on number. And I was like, what? And you're like number 10. I'm like, Oh shit. I did not even remember what Jordan Love's (laughs) number was. It's, I like that he's number 10 because actually, no, I'm not going to bring up soccer. Never mind. Ooh, well, no, you're too late. You have to. Well, because like all like the best players in like Europe oh. wear number ten. Like that's like the number for. That's like twenty three in basketball. That it's makes, like that's the number. So okay, that makes sense. Football, football, and with that, Kyle, we'll have some more. Ha- okay, I can tell you're down in the dumps right now. Just talking about that. How about something happy? Ooh, is Kyle an idiot? Hey, I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you're having a phenomenal year. You're 28, 19, and 1. There's Thank no you. there's no way you will lose. It's true. All right, first question. Mm. <laughs> Kyle, the Lions had two quarterbacks play the Packers this week. When was the last time the Packers had two quarterbacks play against the Lions? And who were they? Neil Downs don't count. When did they have two quarter like Green Bay Packers? Yep, two quarterbacks fielded two quarterbacks against the Lions. Yep, and when was it, or who were they? Both. Jeez, I don't know when. I mean, if you know one, you'll know the other. Um, I'm I uh, don't think too hard. I'm gonna. I'm guessing it was the thirty-one-zero game, and it was. And it was, uh, I don't feel good about this guess. It was Brett Hundley and Deshaun Kaiser. Ooh, well, it was, it was, God, I don't know what, to, I get. okay, we're, guess what? You're going to have two ties. You're going to have uh, two ties. Nice, you know? nice. So it was 2018, you're right on that, and it was Deshaun Kaiser was one of them, but it was Aaron Rodgers as well. Rodgers did start that game. That was the game where Devontae didn't play. If he would have played, he would have had like the most receiving yards in Packers history. He was out. Rodgers came in. I think he just played a couple drives, and then he got hit and had a concussion, oh. which no one really talked about all offseason because that seemed pretty yeah. pretty scary because he left, and I don't even know if he came back to the sideline. So that was that. the 31-0 game. Yep, it was the 31-0 so, oh, game. He did, yeah, he did start. And then it was just like, oh, man. Yeah. That was like, like even in towards the end of the McCarthy, which actually that was, I think, the end of towards yeah. the end of the McCarthy that was, area. That was the end of the McCarthy and Joe Philbin era. Even yeah, even even in that disaster of a season, like up to like week like thirteen or fourteen, maybe even fifteen, there was like this ever so slightly chance for playoffs. Even then, I would get excited for games, but that that last Lions game, I've never been less enthused for a football game. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's very true. But hey, Kyle, I think we might talk about one of those games later that you were Ooh. alluding to there. But moving on, next question. I'm going to give you a score, Ooh. and you need to tell me what Super Bowl it is from. Okay. They're all pretty, 
all the scores, every Super Bowl, even the one that we lost against Denver, are all pretty close. Kyle, 35-21. to 35-21. That was Brett Favre's first and only, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He has one Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, isn't that weird to think Holy about? shit, yeah, wow. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't start that train of thought. 35-21, then... Desmond Howard with a return. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Nice that was... long one to... Who was his long touchdown pass over the middle to? Brooks. Yeah. He, he had Robert a long Brooks. one to Freeman and a, wrong, a long one to Brooks, I believe. Yep. 35-21, yep. Yeah, anticlimactic because you, you already knew the 2010 score, so that kind of took the sales out. I'll tell you anyways, 31-25. I wonder if that was yeah. a score Agami. Because mm. 25 is kind of a weird football number. That's true, but 31 happens so often. True. It probably happens. Which actually, there was a score. Oh, my God. For Last the betters night. out there. That yeah. Monday night game, holy! I I'm praying. If you had Browns plus three, you are you have been in my thoughts all day. Well, it's crazy. I mean, that too, is disastrous. One, it's that cover, and plus, it's okay. How many fantasy football, you know, Baltimore defense? Oh yeah, games were decided. Well, because and of that play. and I do IDP as well. And actually, Yuck. I wonder who gets no IDP. IDP. Wow, I don't think I've gotten this takeoff, and I've been meaning to IDP. Get on the train soon, folks, because soon it will be the norm. Team defenses is. Oh, is bullshit. It's it's a crapshoot. IDP is way better. Anyways, I wonder who gets the credit there because in my league, mm. a safety is worth 10 points. Holy shit. That yeah. can swing That's a fucking matchup. All right. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Kyle, wow, you are 1-0-1 oh, for the week. Yeah. Last one, as alluded to earlier. When we played the Panthers in 2017, week 15, this was the first game Rodgers was back. Do or die game for the oh, Packers. Oh, yeah. Who fumbled at the end of that game to end the chances of the Packers making the playoffs and winning that game? Oh, man. Yeah, I remember it was a tough L, and it was – I think we were losing all game. Extremely tough and then, L. And then we made a great comeback. Cobb, I think, had an insane touchdown. Uh, James Jones – oh, my God, I remember this play with James James Jones. It was a sick throw, and he he catches it. Like, I mean, was he on the team every then? definition of the word mossed him. Like, he plucked it from him when he was, like, upreaching. Um, so, this was 15. 17. 17. Eesh. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if James Jones was in that game. Um, I'm almost positive it was okay. James Jones. Okay. Who fumbled to lose it? 17. Was he on the team then? 17. Follow your heart. Third year. God, do I? I'm going to say James Starks. <laughs> no, that's a very good guess, and you're going to hate was he it. on the team? Uh, I believe so. It was Geronimo Allison. Uh, Geronimo was on the team then? Yeah, 2017, man. Yeah, he was on the team. It was... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I suppose. God, seven... What game? Maybe I'm thinking of a different game. I, I was going to say, I don't think James Jones was on the team. Where I'm where sure. was the Was it, it in was in Carolina? Carolina and th- it was oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Yeah. Oh, wow. And this was the first I got it time, all I, I think, where Aaron Rodgers really had, you know, his the Aaron Rodgers armor didn't hold up because it was his first game back. He did not have a very good game, be it he was coming back from the injury, you know. But it was wild because we scored with, like, two minutes left. We're down a score. Mason Crosby has an onside kick, which we recover. And that's when I, re- yeah. I remember I was at the Herkimer RIP, hopping up and down like, holy shit, like, th- it's Aaron Rodgers. There's no way Aaron Rodgers isn't going to win this game. A couple plays later, 
throws it to Geronimo, picks up the first down, tries to get a couple extra yards. Guy rips the ball oh, out, game over, season God. over. Was that was that the game where it's like a viral clip now of uh, Cam at the, I, in the red zone? I don't know. I was trying to look that up. I think it was though. I'm pretty it pro- sure it probably was. Because yeah. oh, you've been watching film. What's this? Yeah, nah. it was actually. I mean, that is a sweet clip, but yeah, frustrating. That's another thing I thought of too this week. Do so, you know what game I'm talking about though? No. When like, I it, can't remember. It, it was against head. Carolina, and we were losing all. G- I'm I'm pretty sure we're on the same wavelength. Because Cobb had like a, a sweet touchdown down the sideline. I do not remember. Th- this is what I was going to say, though. <sighs> Thinking back, just 2018, just 2018, the starting defense for the Packers are, you know, on the ends, outside linebackers, Clay Matthews and Nick Perry. Oof. Neither of them are in the league right now. Just <laughs> two years later. Yeah, and they're not, I mean, Clay makes a little more sense, but like Perry, he's probably, what, 30 years old, 29? Clay's older, but Nick, it's been, you know, two years now. He hasn't even, I haven't heard his name since he got cut by us. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, has he put on an opposing team's helmet? Yeah, no, no, he hasn't. I don't even know if he worked out Like a tryout or anything? Yeesh. Yeah, very, very yeesh. But Kyle? Kind of says everything about the state of the defense the last decade. All right, right, Kyle, what is my stump spending question? All right, so (laughs) Packers are very bizarrely playing on a Saturday this week. I don't... I don't know how I feel about that, but it it can it can lead it's to just, some it's, trouble. I think I actually think I don't know what the origins of playing on a Saturday are, but my theory is that like this like window when college football regular season ends and before bowl season. Obviously, that's not the case this year since you know we're in a pandemic. But I just think maybe that's like there to fill in for a Saturday. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I mean, they gotta. They gotta extract money any way they can. That's but. true. I fill, fill up all the day. more days of football, the better. True. You know, better overall. Like so that I'll, Tuesday I'll night it. game was glorious. It was just like wow. Now we only have to one day this week without football. It's, Hell yeah! It's you know the pandemic's pretty bad, but it has brought a couple good things mm. at least. So with all that being said, I can't say when would be. So who was the last opponent the Packers have faced on a Saturday? So I'm trying. Are you are you talking? Are we talking regular and postseason? Oh shit! I'm. Uh, we'll say regular season because yeah, I forgot that that wild card is always Saturday Sunday. So yeah, we'll go regular. I don't. They never get that Saturday slot though. They're they're too highly regarded among the league. Well, I was going to say my answer would be the playoff game against the Cardinals. I know for a fact that was on a Saturday because mm. I went to the Herkimer and I drank beverages. When was I was that there, the, uh, yeah, we don't have to talk about it. We'll we'll just say it was the Jeff Janis Hail Mary game, and that's it. We won't talk about anything else with that game. The only other thing I could think of, I feel like we get weird around Christmas time, and usually around Christmas time, I remember playing the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Correct. Yeah, they were the last two. Actually, yeah, we played played the Vikes on Saturday in 17 and 16, I believe. Oh yeah, God, that that Brett Hundley game in seventeen, <laughs> and then uh, I think the other one they got, I think they got beat pretty bad. Too. Actually, sixteen. No, I think they beat the brakes off the Vikes in Lambeau. Oh really? That's what it was. Okay, for some reason I remember that Brett Hundley game at Lambeau, and that was. But yeah, that's that's the one that was for sure on a Saturday. Okay. Hey, well there we go. I got got that one right. No idea what my record is for the year. Neither do I. <laughs> But with that, I guess we will have our preview for the Panthers game. 
All right, we are playing the Carolina Panthers on Saturday Night Football, as we alluded to there. Kickoff is at 7.15. We have the odd crew of Mike Tirico, Kurt Warner for the Fox slash NFL lineup. I thought Tirico was NBC. Yeah. Hmm. I, well, I guess... Plus, it's, oh, it's so annoying. It's on NFL Network. That's just so annoying. It's, it's, it's on Fox, too. Only in Green Bay and Milwaukee, oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Oh. But NFL Network for everyone. That's just... Did I mention how annoying that is? Yeah. My God. It, Who yeah. has NFL Network nowadays? Like, ugh. I still remember the first like NFL Network game the Packers played. I think it was a Thursday night football in game. In Chicago. Against, Tom Crabtree. Against. Fake field goal touchdown. No, against the Minnesota Vikings. It was the Troy Williamson game. If he would have, oh. if he could catch, they would have won that game. But instead, I think Bubba Franks had like an awful game too. Mm. But I, it was literally like, what is the NFL Network? Who has the capability of getting this channel back <laughs> when everything was like a dish or you know an actual box and stuff? But yeah, very important stuff there. Yeah, we're playing the Panthers. They are four and nine. They are not a good team. Eight and a half point favorites. That is a lot. Yeah, right around what we were for the Lions, right? Mm. Yeah, I think they, they were only like seven. No, I thought it ended up being nine. But yeah, the Panthers, as you could guess, are not very good. Uh, offensively, they're 19th in points, 15th uh, passing the ball. They're averaging 248 yards per game, 20th in rushing yards per game, 107. But I guess the big thing with that is uh, I believe Matt Rule said today that he does not expect Christian McCaffrey to, to play, which... I, I don't know. I kind of wish he would play. Uh, yeah, one one a, for you for your fantasy team. Yes. But also, you. the more test the better right now because it's preseason. Yep. That's the ex- same exact thought. Probably in that order, too. I would like the fantasy points, and I would also like, yeah, for them to get another test of like, hey, hey, here's a really good running back. Let's see if we can do anything. And if they don't, they'll be like, hey. We got to work on that. (laughs) We'll work on it, meaning we won't actually work on it. We'll just see what happens next week. Yeah, they'll like change the the inside linebacker. Nothing all. Thank goodness Kyle Shanahan won't be in the postseason this year. Well, not to get off topic, but yeah, it's that's nice. But it's like, all right, they're switching out Shanahan, and now we're gonna have the Rams. You know, we're gonna have why can't McVay? God, I cannot think of names today. So that, that could be a problem, too. But, yeah, the Pan- Panthers aren't very good. Their defense is very good. Either 20th in points, they're allowing 25.5 per game. They're 23rd in pass yards and 14th in rush yards on defense. Ooh, you know what this is setting up to be? What? A takes game. with uh, <laughs> A takes game? Yeah, with Rashawn Gary and Brian Burns I was gonna on say, opposite sidelines. In- until we got to the defense, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Burns is on is on the Panthers. Who else? I feel like they usually have a pretty good defense, but that doesn't I think seem they to be have the case like this the, year. I think they have like the leading candidate for defensive rookie of the year in Jeremy Chin. Mm. He's really he's played really well. What's and his name? Jeremy Chin. And I think he's like one of the only like Asian players in the league. I was gonna nuts. I was gonna say you said Jeremy Chin and I'm I thought of Jeremy Lynn. That was my first thought. So there you go. And yeah, I th- he had he had uh, one of those scooping scores against the Vikes, I believe. I don't know how they blew that game, but <sighs> That's um, right. fraudulent. Yeah. Which was proved this week. Vikings are dead. Vikings yep. are officially Thank dead. Thank the Lord. Play. I mean, so dead. That uh, yeah, I don't know. There's some talent on the Panthers roster, but they just don't seem to be able to put it all together. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, who you, you know he his name got brought up 
quite a bit last offseason mm. for a free agent target. He signed, signed with the Panthers. He's not having the best year, but he, I believe he, he he hasn't scored much. But he, I don't know. I think, I he's, think like top, he's having a really good year. Sorry, as far as fantasy is concerned, because he's like top five, I think, in yards. I was, it's but through, he has not scored. I was going to say, like, through 10 weeks, I think he was, yeah, in the towards the top of leading receivers. But if he's still in the top five now, that would yeah. not surprise me. So, I mean... He, He's about the only weapon really on offense you have to care about. DJ Moore, I th- he's really good, That's but I right, don't think know. he's healthy. I yep. think he, I think he might be on the COVID list. Not totally sure. Um, and then, then t- Teddy Two Gloves too at quarterback, yep. huge. I'm sure he has. He really hates the Packers after facing them all four, yeah. five <laughs> times. He actually did. Uh, I was at that game. When it was for the division in Lambeau, the Micah Hyde, Micah Hyde, the Micah Hyde, sick he, one we, interception. We, we, we got to turn all of them like like we said the Cardinals lost. No, that's the Jeff Janis Hail Mary <laughs> game, and that that is the, the Micah, Micah Hyde, Hyde backhand one hand interception. You know, hyper extended elbow yeah. interception. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then Curtis Samuel, he's pretty good. That's right. He's like yeah. this weird. He's like this weird running back wide receiver hybrid. I was say, he's. I feel like I've heard that name just because. Once we got Matt LaFleur, it's like, okay, we need some playmakers, and he's one of those type mm-hmm. of just playmakers. Plug him in somewhere. So, yeah, there's definitely talent on that roster. And, you know, those those uniforms I'm always scared of. Like, there's never a bad football team if you wear those types of uniforms. They're so good that, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's I, the, it's, I wouldn't take them lightly. It's the uniform mixed with, like, thinking of a tropical environment. You know, mm. those uniforms, the Bucks uniforms, those kind of. Yes, but it's in Lambo, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Looking here, here on out, and especially if we lock up the one seed or we only play home games, we have this game at home against the Panthers next week against the Titans at home, and then we go to Soldier Field week 17, mm. then a home game in the playoffs. Th- these Packers, they're going to have to man up here. We can't really be a finesse team in the cold December, yep. January of Lambeau Field. So That's nice. They got the next you know three weeks to kind of get acclimated with mm-hmm. it and... I mean, they practice in Green Bay, Wisconsin every day, so yeah. I'm sure they already are. Two things to prepare for, I guess. One, the tweets about Packers practicing outside. And Ooh. two, didn't <laughs> didn't think of this either with Kurt Warner on the call back back on that. Be prepared to see Kurt Warner in a Packers jersey. They're going to have oh, some stupid true. little uh, you know, Polaroid picture. Like, oh, look, here he is. We're guar- Guarantee we're going to get Kurt Warner on a bike picture. And another uh, a tidbit another tidbit you'll get from that is that he was begging groceries prior to that that's so right God, just keep I, that in mind i should be mad because i've heard first. so many times and i forgot about it but yeah that's right he, <laughs> he was what hey he's gonna have a movie in a few years too the kurt, kurt, warner? The kurt warner story yeah really yep one of those like bio- an actual motion picture yep yep just like you know the queen one or elton john but except it'll be with kurt warner and probably a lot less music a I biopic like an actual like movie like a, a big studio production. Yeah, a motion picture. Or are we talking like NFL Network, a football life? <laughs> Wouldn't that that would be funny if they started making their own content like Netflix and shit? Like all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's just make our own movies. And it th- that would be like made for TV movie on I, Kurt I, Warner would be terrible. I would watch. Yeah. Oh, wait. I, so I'll then. Watch it, this too. So it's not like a documentary. It's an actual like. Biopic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, they're just. No disrespect to Kurt Warner. I just feel like there's. I don't know. It's a pretty good actually. Story. Yeah, I guess begging grocery, talk? begging groceries to MVP is pretty cool. Never yeah, mind. getting cut in the NFL. I, th- you know, I played with. The I Packers was a young boy. Like, I, j- I just it well, slipped he, my mind. He was a champion a in like the Canadian Football League, Arena Football League. Yeah. Came back to the NFL, Super Bowl champion. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but Kyle, great show on turf. Yes, exactly. 
more important things. Kind Second of to the 2020 Green Bay Packers. Ayo. Lambo turf. Yeah, a- absolutely. Kyle, what do you have for a score prediction in this game? Ooh, like I said, don't take them lightly. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. But still kick the shit out of them. There you go. Please. Uh, let's go. I wonder what the forecast is. Not that it matters. But, ooh, if it was like a snowball like last year, that was a very aesthetically pleasing game. We got like two snow snowball games in October this year and nothing since. Yeah. Um. Wait, which October games was that? Um, I forgot the Falcons game. Was that in October? No, but that wasn't a snowball. Yeah, but it was definitely snowing for a couple games. Not the Bucks. Maybe it was Houston. I don't remember. I'm sorry, but I know what I know what happened. Uh, Jacksonville, I guess, was kind of. Yeah, crummy. That, that might be it. Um. Okay, so let's go with Green Bay Packers scoring thirty-one points again. Okay, like last week, and the Carolina Panthers scoring. 14. I actually think that was my prediction last <laughs> week. <laughs> I am positive that was your your prediction last week. Yeah. Shoot, we were pretty close too actually last week. I didn't even realize that. Kyle, I'm going to go with a very similar score. Oh. I'm going to go with my score from last week, 34 to 17. <laughs> Both 17 point margins. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, the Panthers are a bad team. I do not expect them to do well, but who knows? It would be pretty wild if McCaffrey actually ended up playing and then just tore us apart. I mean, he was a limited participant today. I thought that was weird so, too. I don't know. Maybe again, with this, it could be mind games. With a slightly shorter week being a Saturday, who? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Yep. Okay. Well, Kyle, what is your bold prediction for the week? I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Think about it. He's been pretty quiet lately. We haven't had much from him. I'm gonna. You know, I'll go with 100 and. Over 105 yards and a touchdown for Alan Lazard. Ooh, 105? I mean, you can just go 100 if you want. Okay, fine. We'll see. I, I hope I hope it happens. We'll go with 100. <laughs> if then. it's like 103, though, I rescind this. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, so. <laughs> All right, I guess we will see what happens then. <laughs> All right. Um, ooh. Ooh. Making his first appearance. In the bold prediction oh, universe. Oh, I already know. already know who this is. Tavon Austin. Ooh. Tavon? Tavon? Oh. Tavon? Let's go with Tavon. Sounds fancy. Kind of silly. Yeah. Tavon. Tavon Austin finds pay dirt. I've always wanted to use that in its correct context. He scores a touchdown. Okay. Why is it pay dirt? Money? Gold zone? Paid, oh, yeah. I guess if you if you land dirt? in that dirt, you get paid. Maybe Shit. that's why. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, that makes the most sense. That's a really good point, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. Catch, so catch it in the end zone too. Tavon Austin, a touchdown. Scores a touch. This is a stupid bold prediction. He's gonna he's gonna get like thirteen <laughs> snaps. Well, if it, you know this week it wasn't the case, but if we roll that first series and we get in the red zone, True. very well on a little we'll, jet sweep, we'll, we'll, I can we'll already see. Yeah. I can already see it happen. Okay, well, Kyle, that's a very great bold prediction, but you know what else is great? When people leave a review or Hey-o. subscribe and unsubscribe and resubscribe. Do that. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Scroll down. Do that. Um, you you know the drill. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, also, you can go on Twitter, retweet whatever the Mercedes Lewis Big Dog jersey. We're giving away an autographed jersey. We're still we gain like 150 followers, so that's pretty good. I will take that. Hell yeah. But other than that, Kyle, I really don't have too much else. You know, we're getting close to Christmas time here. Starting to feel more like football. And hey, Rogers even yes. said what I, what I said. Um, I don't know if you caught this on McAfee. You know, I've been saying this is all preseason. 
McAfee said to him today, he was like, hey, the season's almost over. And Rogers is like, nope, it's only beginning. Just getting started, baby. Just getting started. Ooh, so there, that there gives you me go. chills. But with that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? 10 and 3. The one seed. Control our own destiny. That rhymed. Ooh, it yeah, did. that did rhyme. All very, right. very good. Oh, yeah, that's, awesome. uh, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, then with that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. You don't have anything else? I do not. Kid Cuddy, please do not sue us. Go, Pack, go. Here we go, step in. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, tear shit up. Uh, yeah, they got double cuffs. So me and my boo got two fat bloods. Yeah. Rub it up. Talk about do, I give two fucks. But we know who, truth. Talk all the whole shit, burning the burn clips. Now listen, wow, baby, let me set it off. In your itty bitty king, it's such a vision. Oh, you want to excuse your head and forever home. Working at your sweaty body, love to see it go. Take a ride if you like, let's see. Do whatever you like, and we on a mission tonight. Ooh, live a hell of a Say that's all that meant. Hey, this ain't no way, no controlling him. Hey, yes, I meant. Up in this bitch, no take a flicks. Come at the treacherous bottom of this pit. Yeah, I'm reborn in my life, it's a shit. Heaven, go! Yeah, and she see me, she knows this. Yeah, and she screaming, she knows this. Yeah, and she see me, she knows this. Yeah.